I am Grandpa, and I love you. I'm Grandma, and I love you too. Welcome to our podcast, Grandpa and Grandma Bedtime Stories. We share some stories that will make you laugh. We share stories that might make you cry. And we share stories that will give you courage to choose the right. And these bedtime stories will help you to dream sweet dreams. So get on your pajamas and say your prayers. Turn out the light and hear our story tonight. Good evening. Who you decide to marry is perhaps the most important decision you will ever make. It is a decision to be made with your mind and your heart and with the help of the Spirit. This is Grandpa Ray, and I'm going to tell you a series of stories about my courtship with Juanita Ray in the fall of 1975 and winter of 1976. This is the first one. I'm warning you, it's pretty exciting, so hold on to your seats. I returned after a two-year mission to Córdoba, Argentina in October 1974. As I joyfully returned to the USA in Tacoma, Washington, I had a great desire to move forward with my life. I wanted to find a wife, get an education, have kids, and get a good job to provide for them, all in that order. As I look back on it, I find it interesting that my first priority was to find a wife. I returned to BYU for my sophomore year in January 1975 and was roommates with my brother Scott, who was a freshman at BYU preparing to serve his mission. We lived in what was then called the Hyatt House at 615 North University in Provo, Utah. It was a rambling two-story brick six-bedroom house where 12 BYU men lived. Surprisingly, it still stands today. It is across the street from the majestic Provo Library, which in those days was part of the BYU campus. Tom Hyatt, who is now an osteopathic physician, was a junior and was not strict about room checks. Therefore, with 12 guys living there, the whole house was a disaster. Hardly anyone washed their dishes. They just piled up in the two sinks like twin towers approaching the height of Mount Timonogos. No one cleaned bedrooms or bathrooms, and the showers were so gross that even I couldn't stand it. I chose to shower on campus in the Richards Building at BYU. I wanted to clean and to do the dishes, but it seemed too overwhelming to do it alone. About a week after I arrived for winter semester, I walked into the kitchen, and there was someone doing the dishes. I couldn't believe it. Then a little voice in my head said, You should help him. I didn't want to. There were so many dishes. But on my mission, I learned to listen to that little voice because it might be the Holy Ghost prompting me to do something. So I approached the sink and said, Mind if I help you? The guy looked really surprised and then smiled. That's when I met Gary Hinton, a very unusual guy in that he didn't always think of himself all the time like most guys did. We got to know each other in the 45 minutes it took to wash every dish in the house, and I really liked him. We became good friends, often doing the dishes together, and then we started teaming up to fix a frugal but healthy breakfast every morning. He would cook cracked wheat cereal on his days, and I would cook oatmeal on my days. We both had 25-pound sacks of our preferred hot cereal. We figured that it cost us about $20 to prepare 100 meals for two people, 
enough for the whole semester. Can you figure out how much each breakfast cost? If you want to figure it out, pause the story and do it. If you don't want to, just keep listening. I know you really want to know how much each breakfast cost. Well, there were 100 breakfasts for two people, and that equals 200 breakfasts. They cost $20 or 2,000 cents. Divide 2,000 cents by 20 breakfasts, and you get 10 cents for each breakfast. That's a pretty good deal for a healthy breakfast. Of course, we used powdered milk from Gary's parents' food storage, and we stole sugar from our roommates to keep costs low. We rationalized the stealing that our roommates were getting off pretty good since we were doing their dishes. But we were wrong. We were still stealing, and it wasn't right. We should have asked them if we could have some of their sugar in return for doing the dishes. But we didn't. I'm sorry we did that. It still kind of bothers me. Both Gary and I wanted to get married, but Gary and I were very shy. We would see a girl we wanted to ask out, but we were too nervous to actually ask her out. In those days, you usually had to call on a rotary phone to ask girls out. I would often chicken out in the time it took to call them and hang up the phone before it even rang. We both realized that if we wanted to get married, we would have to ask girls out anyway, even if we were nervous. So in the middle of the semester, we made a pact. We promised each other to go out every week, even if we had to ask lots of girls. And we did it. After I asked out several girls, it became much easier to do. But I wasn't a good dater. I was kind of socially awkward. Do you know what that means? It means I didn't always say and do the things you would expect to help my date feel comfortable. The semester passed, and neither Gary nor I made much progress toward finding a wife. But there was an interesting thing that happened at the Hyatt house. Some of the guys had the idea that we should be eating better for dinner. So they put an advertisement in the Daily Universe, BYU's newspaper, for two BYU girls to come in and make dinner four days a week for the 12 guys in the Hyatt house. We would each give them $10 a month with which they could buy food for our dinners. Then they could keep whatever they didn't spend. We were amazed that so many girls responded to the ad. We picked two of them, and they made us amazing dinners four nights a week. And each of us just had to give them $10 a month. Can you guess how much in total they got? You're right, $120. Can you imagine feeding 12 hungry guys four meals a week for $120 a month? I can't either. They must have lost money on the deal. However, the two girls ended up dating and marrying two of the guys in the house. So I guess it wasn't a bad deal for them. When winter semester was over, Gary stayed at BYU for spring and summer terms, and I went home to get a job. Gary and I wrote each other a few letters. This was before FaceTime or cell phones, and regular phones were very expensive long distance. In one letter said he had met a very nice girl named Marlene Ray. The very next letter, he said that they were dating and liked each other a lot. In the very next letter, he said he was engaged and that they were going to get married in September in Mesa, Arizona. Wow, that was fast. I wanted to meet this Marlene. I got my chance when I flew back to BYU to interview for a job at the language training mission about a week before fall semester. The language training mission, or LTM, 
was the forerunner to the MTC. The LTM trained missionaries in the language they would speak on their mission. Because I had gone to Argentina on my mission, I wanted to teach Spanish. When I flew in for my interview at the LTM, Gary and Marlene picked me up at the little Salt Lake City airport. I fell in love with Marlene right away. She was so vivacious, intelligent, conversational, and had even gone on a mission to Argentina. Wow! I thought, Gary is so lucky. I hope I can meet someone like Marlene. I had my interview with the LTM on Saturday and was going to fly home on Sunday evening in order to get back to my work in Tacoma. I stayed on the couch in the Hyatt house. Marlene invited me over for Sunday dinner. They had such a fun group there. But there were no dating prospects for me. Her roommates were very nice, but they were all much too old for me, except for her little sister Juanita, who was only 17. She was much too young for me. And besides, I had heard Juanita was going out with Tom Hyatt. I wondered why he was dating someone so young. I really felt comfortable in Marlene's home with her roommates. After dinner, everyone gathered in the living room and sang songs for about an hour. They had really good voices. And then they all sat down and read a conference talk. I lay down on the floor, and can you guess what I did? Yep, I fell sound asleep. I was very, very tired, and listening to a sweet voice read a conference talk put me into a sweet, deep sleep. I still like to fall asleep listening to conference talks. I was suddenly awakened with something wet and cold all over my face. What was it? Who was the terrible person doing this? As I jolted awake, there was uproarious laughter. Everyone was laughing at me. I opened my eyes, and there was Juanita spraying a water bottle right in my face. She was not laughing, just smiling. An evil smile. She could see I was not pleased, and so she hopped up and ran toward the kitchen. I hopped up and chased her. I was on the BYU track team, so she didn't stand a chance. I caught her before she could get to the other side of the kitchen and grabbed her by the wrist and then pulled away the spray bottle. Then I pulled her back into the living room and sprayed and sprayed and sprayed until she was soaked. Everyone, including Juanita, laughed hard. That afternoon, I walked across University Avenue with Tom Hyatt, and I said something like, You've got a spunky girlfriend. He laughed and replied, Juanita is spunky, and she is a fantastic girl, but she isn't my girlfriend. She's way too young for me. That evening, Gary and Marlene took me back to the airport for the late-night flight to Seattle. Again, I was very impressed with Marlene, but on the flight home, for some reason, I kept thinking about Juanita Ray and kept wishing she were about five years older. The whole experience had been wonderful. When I crawled into my bed in Tacoma a little after midnight, I fell right asleep and had sweet dreams. And that's how I met Juanita Ray, the woman who eventually married me and gave birth to nine children. Who could have supposed that all this would have come about because of a spray bottle? In future episodes, I will tell you more about our courtship, how we got engaged in our wedding. But good night for now. And remember that who you decide to marry is perhaps the most important decision you will make.
and how you meet them might make for a fun story someday. I hope you have sweet dreams tonight. Good night. We hope you enjoyed tonight's bedtime story. We hope you felt our love for you. And we hope you will have sweet dreams tonight. We love you so much.